Help me out on this one. This um, is the last episode of Three ABC. <laughs> it has been a wonderful time recording with y'all. Um, thanks. For I need some. Con- I'm, I'm gonna need some hard context here. I'm gonna need some context. Okay, so at some point this past week, I was minding my business. I was sending an email mm-hmm. when my wife. Played the video, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing this, and I look over and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and my wife has a thing for finding very silly things that people have turned into a song. Remix culture, silly stuff. If she had a playlist, if I were to make a playlist. Would surprise, surprise be on there? Would taste the biscuit be on there? I don't know if it's that bad. All I know is I didn't know where this video came from. All I know is I heard the song, and it's like soy sauce on the vegetables. And I was listening, thinking that maybe this was some guy. In the restaurant and telling them that he wanted soy sauce on the vegetables. That's what, like he went to Golden Dragon. That was my that, that was my reasoning. Well, it's some old white lady. And she's she's fussing at somebody about going to get some food from Chinese spot. And she wants the soy sauce on the vegetables. And these two content creators heard that shit and they remixed the fuck out of it, turned it into a song. You now heard it. And um like I like I told y'all, y'all were going to have questions for me. But yeah. I remember how we used to do intros. I still remember our- the old the old one. I was on the phone when you said it. I was on the phone. Oh. It's above me now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up, yeah. We play. Yeah. We, we play that. We play that. Uh, but we, you know, we have a lot of, we had a lot of shows that when we did an intro, it wasn't music. It was something random. It sometimes yeah. it was something fucked up that somebody said. And that's how we started the episode off. Right. And I kind of was like, oh, we haven't done that in a while. You know, we sh- we could get back to that, oh, and right. um, I chose, I chose that 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 moment of shenanigans. I'm sorry <laughs> if y'all want to put me in a corner. I understand. Um, 
this is probably going to be the episodes where I, I think this I'm gonna have my Peloton moment. <laughs> oh, really? It's, yeah, I think it's all right. So I'm just going to say this now because I did say on the Patreon that I would say what I'm about to say. And it's ninety percent humor and maybe ten percent truth, and it is not rooted in science. So when y'all get mad, if y'all get mad, um, well, oh, I'm ready. I'm 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 ready for the hot take. This is gonna okay. be good. If y'all get mad, well, you know, we just gonna have to deal with I'm it. I'm just glad the you know the arrows aren't pointed at me this time. You know it, I, mean? I don't know. We we're gonna <laughs> see, but you know, we were talking about. You know, accepting faults and stuff like that. You know, when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, right. So, I made an observation. This observation was that when you are with somebody, mm-hmm. that the more they like you, the more they pick with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think. Ladies, sorry. I feel like y'all have this microchip or this thing that it's like once a certain duration is hit, mm-hmm. like how 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 long? And maybe guys, maybe guys too. Like I don't know. We might we might have something. As soon as there's like a threshold and the time that you spent with somebody is hit, it unlocks this crazy euphoric vibe that you suddenly have to find ways to torture the person you're with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, like you, you will do shit that humors you drives the person you're with crazy and up a wall. And it delights you to no fucking end. My wife sends me memes that talk about this. This is, this is not just you. This is a phenomenon. Like, like this is dude. He he's a content creator and all that. But like it's zero days of nonsense anytime, you know, his ladies around, right? And he'll be like, she gets on my nerves. And I'd be sitting here thinking, like, bro, you don't even know the half. You ain't married yet. Because once you're married, the shit really pops off. Like, you think right now they randomly do shit to fuck with you? Wait until you put the ring on the finger. And there's no turning back, nigga. There's no turning back. There's no motherfucking turning back. I'm telling you right now. There's no turning back. You, they, then become their plaything. You get a harassment license. That's what you get. Yeah! Yeah, yep. like they do I shit. Know you, I know you love me, and I love you. Therefore, I'm gonna. I say, steal your hoodie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I steal your hoodie. You know, you you got French fries, nigga. They my French fries now. That's right. That's right. 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 Are you hungry? No, I'm not hungry. As soon as you get your food, though, yoink! I get mobbed every time, man. Mobbed. Like, listen, I'll go ahead. I'll order my food. Right. Little piece of that euro fall off. All of a sudden, I see two fingers go over there, take the take the the piece, the lamb, or or like I had a pasta salad last night. Just see, I ordered two because they only give you the, like this one Italian place called Luigi's. See, they they got the sides right, and they got this pasta salad, and that joint is good. So I got to the point that when I order my sandwich after I work out, I order my sandwich. I don't order the pasta. I got so I order two, All order right. two because you know what I'm saying they they don't give you a big container, they give you a little small joint. I ain't got time for that, so I get two of them joints. So I had one in the refrigerator. All 
All right. All right. So I had that save. I go to eat this last night with the rest of my sandwich I had the day before. Right, right. And my wife going to come in there. Right. And mind you, we had like a late, like a late breakfast. It became brunch or whatever. So she wasn't that hungry. But she comes in there. She's looking at the pasta. So right then and there, I just go ahead and let her have a bite of it. But then I'm just like, all right, well, apparently a one bite ain't going to be enough because she's like, all right, can kind of get another. So at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I already ate earlier anyway, right? So this is just a small meal. I just got my sandwich. So I had that last bit of the sandwich, but I let her eat some of the daggone pasta and get out of my head because otherwise she stared at me like a goddamn cat, okay? And then you know, she's just staring there and she won't leave until she got the damn pasta. And sometimes I got to fight for my life. <laughs> All, All right. my life I had The fight <laughs> So I be trying to tell y'all Like I don't Ladies I ain't attacking y'all But I'm saying I'm noticing I'm noticing Those days Y'all being Y'all being love And fellas Listen to me Listen If she ain't getting on your nerves She don't love you <laughs> She I don't so, think she love you So, so Or you replaceable Or you ain't hit the You ain't hit the clock nigga You ain't hit the The, the motherfucking clock I'm just trying to tell you be- So the problem here Is that We are looking at this from a logical standpoint. This has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with hunger. It simply has to do with the concept of we love each other and we can share. Therefore, you don't even have to be hungry. It's not about that. It's about the whole concept of us sharing something together. I might just vindicate you with what I'm about to say. Okay. We got to share every goddamn thing. Because, like, here's my thing. I feel what you're saying. But I'm not the, saying the, it's right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just telling you the psychology it, here. The, is there psychology, though, Big there World? Is, psychology. is there psychology? Because sometimes yeah. I think, it, hey, that's my man. That's his shit. Take it. Yeah, look, take, take, take. Look, y'all, be, had- y'all be thugging it out more than y'all would admit. And I'm tired of this shit. Because <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. I'm on this hill and you're going to sit there. If you're going to sit there and act like you probably thinking of a way to torture your man right now. Yeah. And the only way, the only way he going to have some goddamn peace is to give you some money so you could go hang and do hood rat shit with your friends. So he can have a couple hours of sleep because y'all be on it. But but let me tell you how Pavlov trained I am now. I am so trained in what you're saying that if my wife doesn't mess with me, I get scared. This, the, right, like, like, wrong. wait, you calm? What the fuck going on? There, you're very calm. You're just being respectful. You're not asking like any type of questions that you know annoy me. That means you're dealing with something, and I need to figure out what it is. Right, because the wave is coming. Because the wave, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know any this. What is this? I'm very confused. It's, a, it's okay because the clock is ticking. Yeah. And if you, hey, 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 and for the you that is listening, just let you know the clock is ticking. Start paying attention. Start paying attention when your favorite manga disappear. All right. <laughs> if your hoodie ain't got Jack, it's getting Jack. All right. Your favorite meal? They ain't just your favorite meal no more. Nah, nah. And 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 they and and anything they got is always theirs. See, I'll be fighting back. I'll be fighting back. Because I'll be, I be quick. I'll be quick. You I, can't win. I'll be jacking shit. 
Nah, 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 nah. It's not the she same. Cut. Nah, it's nah, 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 nah. She got bubble tea. I'm sipping some of that bubble tea. It's not the same, though. It's not the same, but you got to do something. Big Big Rob, we can't be out here like this. Look, if you... We can't be out here like this. Look, Big Rob, we started, can't be out here like this, man. I just be trying to get my pasta. <laughs> did, we just, this, you, did we start this conversation with, you know, making room for people, you know what I mean? I'm so I mean, you got to... But it's, but it's not the fault. See, there's a difference. So accepting faults, right? That's one thing like, all right. So if let's say for whatever reason, they always leave the light on, no matter what you're, you're the person you're with always leaves the light on. Okay. When they exit a room. Okay. Right, right. That's a, that's a, that's a fault. Yeah. It's it's an annoyance and a whole nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now when it comes to just annoying you like, okay, they know you hate X, Y, and Z artists. But mm-hmm. they decide to go ahead and send you every song from X, Y, and Z artists. Is this where that stems from? The, the... There, I, I have reason to believe, again, not backed by any type of science or anything like that. I have reason to believe the longer that you're with someone, the more that they enter you, the more that y'all into each other, y'all support each other, love each other the more that you are going to notice they do pick with you from time to time. It just is what it is. That's it's a like whole new level of troll, though. That That's impressive. Listen, you know how many times I get told, like, that I married into it? Like, every single time I be trying to say something, it'd be like, hey, that's what you signed up for, right? Like, like you got no rights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. You knew hey, I, I, was I, like, I look at it. You, you got that gene. I don't know what this is. I That's what they say, Rob. And then they send a message to the network. They done figured it out. Yeah. See, it's the conspiracy. Yeah. It's the conspiracy. Yeah. But I'm on to you. What? I got my ten four hat on. I'm on to you. I'm on to you. I'm on to all of y'all. I've been giving this dude food. Like he gets a biscuit every week for me for my favorite biscuit restaurant. I just give it to him. That's how I start. I'm not sharing my biscuit. Here's your own biscuit. I understand this. I'm not sharing. Listen, I'm not sharing fries. Order two. That's logical. That makes sense to me. Order two. Okay. You've been hanging around us. That's why. That what? <laughs> you know we ration food. Uh huh. There's a Geneva Convention of this though, like, <laughs> like, 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 like. There's rules. Like, if you you know get a scoop or like a fry mm-hmm. or just a piece and you eat it, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have your problem, but it just in my head, hypothetically, after the first one, if you reach back again, that's when the violation starts to me. That's when the violation said this becomes more than just yeah, you like wanting to just get my food just to eat it, nah. just to see how it tastes. Now, see, you, 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 know? you, you like, you like them, you like them, but yeah. see, you, you, you got different, you got different rules because you're like, like, Hey, I'm not going to share my biscuits. So you get your own and see now the funnier part of the funny enough part about it, Rob, we should be doing that. We should be saying if I order fries, I'm going to order extra. Because I already know what's going to happen, but see, we never do. Because I'm telling you, it's not about that. You could you could order three extra fries, and it's still going to happen. But no, you order it's still the fries. But no, you order the extra fries because if you order, no, 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 hold on, you order the extra fries. Okay, because the fries that you already were the ration for yourself, mm-hmm. the extras is to compensate for what you would have lost if you had just ordered one. 
Yeah, that 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 math does. So math. I gotta spend more me. So so me spending it's more money cons- does not does not does not negate that. I'm sorry, but 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 because now I have an extra expense. That, so that's a but we pay like a fry tax. It, it is. is. But that's a fry tax. It's a fry tax. But the but the but it's then a the love tax. But the, exactly the yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. conspiracy. So with this, stay hoes, y'all. <laughs> See, see, you forgot it in my book. I, just, I said on the Patreon, which if you want to know what I said on the Patreon, go subscribe at, at, at the Patreon. I was like, situationships for the win. I get this now. But they have this thing in Florida, and another restaurant just started it, where they have like an extra thing where they're like, well, in Florida, they call it the, um, the girlfriend package. So you order it for four ninety nine, you get an extra um, french fries and onion rings with your meal. Just, you know, because you always, they always say they're not hungry, but they always are. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I don't like when they say, you know, I'm not hungry. You know, when 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 they're like, Oh, I'll just get a salad. Like and you and you know that you're gonna be hungry because we get hungry after we start some, some sometimes you get hungry like once you start drinking or eating, that activates hunger. Yeah. And it's like I've seen this movie before. <laughs> We we know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry now. I know. I know. Oh no. <laughs> no, the, the, he deals with the opposite. I don't eat enough. He'll be like, "You only ate two bites. I'm full. You only ate two bites. But you're not full. You think you're full. You're not full. I'm like, I'm full. And then like thirty minutes later, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a psychological thing. Yeah. It is. Oh man. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, it's like when I'm at work. It, mm-hmm. It's like it's like when I'm at work, and this is a really bad habit. Like I'll skip lunch and just work throughout the entire day, right? But I won't be thinking about food because I'm thinking about work, just trying to get the work done. So I'm not like, well, well, that is until my stomach starts making noises and I get embarrassed because I know people around me can hear my stomach. But besides that. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't be hungry. And so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner, right? You know when the you know when the Roadrunner scoots across the gap, yeah, and then the coyote does, but the coyote doesn't fall right. until he looks down right. and realizes that he will be falling, and then he falls. Yes, yep. but you know that <laughs> what, what you're describing is something that happens to a lot of people with, you know. Can I say it on the show? I, yeah, ADHD. I oh, okay. yeah. Like, like most of the time, if you're one of the one of those who gets super focused, you'll ignore triggers for hunger until, like, you know, you feel the gut pain. Yeah. Um. The the loud grumble. Yeah. Or yeah, um. This yeah. the, the like the super rapid crash of energy where you feel like I need to go to sleep right now. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. They have this article, and I'm not I'm not going to read it. But another time, it says um. You were born to live. Oh gosh, you were born to live alone if you exhibit five of these six traits. Uh oh, I'm not reading it today. <laughs> How are you gonna bring that up and then not read it? And I also just lost the article because I closed it out. Because <laughs> we have other things to get to. Yeah. Um. So, folks, as a heads up, uh, we will not be dropping um an episode next week, uh, like we have, uh, due to the a uh, couple events coming up. So, with that, 
Uh, you got this episode to tie you over for a little bit. Funny enough that uh, Apple still tells people that we're bi-weekly, even though we've been dropping things weekly. I think that's funny. Uh, yeah, but Apple's being Apple. Um, so just wanted to put that out there. So we'll definitely catch a, a little bit later in March. We'll probably do a Friday uh, episode. Uh, may even go live every single time I think about that. It's that uh, we don't end up going live, <laughs> but um, you know, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, today it's so it's kind of music heavy mm-hmm. again. Um, with the exception of one article, but because I know we don't want to spend insane amount of time on it. I think we'll go through the music articles and, um, you know, just chat like we normally do. Gotcha. All right. But, uh, (sighs) a lot happened in the past, uh, couple weeks. And so (sighs) I'm trying to think of kind of what order a story that we want to go. We want to go with this. Um, just, so I'm going to let you pick. Do we want to start with the most like enjoyable article and then get to the the drums? Or do we want to start with the drums and then get to the more cooler article? I say let's go with I say let's go with ever whichever one is more interesting or more or more just has more bite bite to it. Okay. So with that's being said, um for those of you on uh you know, on the socials, particularly Twitter, uh Beyonce was called out by songwriter over publishing royalties and said, quote, she silences people. Beyonce has been called out by songwriter Tiffany Red over publishing royalties paid out by the superstar. In a lengthy video posted online, Red criticized a number of artists for taking songwriter credit where she claims it wasn't deserved. The Grammy-winning songwriter criticized the likes of Zendaya, uh, Tamar Braxton, and Seven Streeter for taking a percentage of publishing's publishing on songs they didn't write or produce mm-hmm. red then took aim at beyonce for similar practices she said quote the reason i called out beyonce is because beyonce is the michael jackson of our generation she said i talked to somebody yesterday who's the manager of somebody who's a writer and producer on renaissance the uh the record is one of y'all faves the song was written six years before it got to beyonce she got 25 percent of the song I spoke to another writer who wrote and sang on one of y'all favorite songs. Credit, not right. His business business is all screwed up. Beyonce was on tour last year with that record with that person's vocals. <clears throat> now, this started a huge, you know, discussion on Twitter, of course. Mm-hmm. Some people saying that, oh, hey. You you know can't come from Beyonce you know of course some people yeah. saying oh well okay that's nothing new in the sun and then some people shocked by the allegation itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I saw this video and I'm actually going to I'm actually going to go ahead and just play the audio so y'all can everybody can hear it. Okay. Um, and then of course you know we'll talk about it. Now one thing she does say in the uh, in video. I think it's along the lines of like, hey, you know, if you didn't, if you was not shooting uh, in the gym with me, you have no right to get any type of publishing. Now, mind you, what? 
now mind you, you know, there's different types of rights and things that your royalties you get paid for, you know, on yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but when it comes to the writers uh publishing and stuff like that, that percentage she's saying that's what we deserve one hundred percent of. If you wasn't there, why do you get twenty five percent? You know, why do you even get this percentage? Right. <clears throat> so I get that. I mean, because definitely my thought process is you write the song, yes, but if somebody sings it, they got to get the royalties off at least singing it. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Right. That, right. But then, you know, th- this is not refuting anything she's saying because fair is fair and writers deserve to be paid. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when R&B, because, you know, you know, when it comes to hip hop, this sort of thing, if somebody came out and was like, yeah, they shouldn't get any publishing on that because I wrote that joint. Yeah. You know, already, you know, hip hop heads exploded because you should be writing your own lyrics. Right. Right. You know, with R&B and every other genre, different case. Right. So play this. Almost every record that I have done, I have written when the artist was not in the room. I'll go through my own songs. Replay. Zendaya got 10% of the publishing, I think. She did not write on the song. But that's... She didn't. That song was written at a Rihanna song camp. It was on hold for Rihanna. Then it was on hold for Rita Ora. Famous came to me and said, Yo, Tiff, there's this artist named Zendaya. We should cut replay on her. So Zendaya got publishing and writer credit. She did not write on replay. Um, King by Tamar Braxton. I wrote and produced that song. I wrote that song for myself as an artist. Okay. In my living room. In my living room. <laughs> Tamar got, I don't know. I don't know what she ended up getting. I think I own like 85% of that song. But I should own all of it because I did all of it. She didn't write shit. Seven Streeter. Who's a songwriter? This one really hurt my heart. Seven Streeter, just being honest. Me and Monsoor did that song. It was originally called Bitch. I wrote that song by myself. I'm not even really a big co-writer like that. I prefer writing songs by myself because, I don't know, I just prefer to write like that. So I have a lot of records that I have placed that either have one co-writer on or that I've written solo dolo, right? Seven ended up with 10% of that record. I fought like hell for her to not have any of the publishing because she didn't write anything on it. Publishing is my only source of income. I didn't even, and by the way, (laughs) none of the artists that that I've mentioned have a career anything close to in music, Beyonce. None of them do. But the reason why I'm bringing up my experience with every artist or almost every artist that I've worked with that has taken publishing that they did not earn on the songs that I wrote for them is because there is a precedent that's set. The reason why I called out Beyonce is because Beyonce is the Michael Jackson of our generation. And so if there's anybody that could reshape the precedent, if there's anybody that could influence the industry that had the power and the money and the cultural like thing to say, you know what y'all, you're right. These songwriters have been out here. We've been in the street, literally. I have been in the street in front of Spotify, I've been in front of Universal, I have sat and I have talked to all y'all publishers. I've talked to y'all publishers. i talked to the DSPs. i talked to the copyright royalty, uh, the copyright, the U.S. Copyright Office. 
I talked to NMPA. I talked to RIAA. I talked to SONA. I talked to NSAI. I talked to all of them. And guess what? Y'all are still broke. Okay? That's the fucking truth, right? Okay? So the people that are like, oh, this is not true. I had somebody call it propaganda yesterday. It's not fucking propaganda. The reality is, is there is no A-list artist, B-list artist, or C-list artist that's not taking publishing because that is the way the music industry works. And to deny that is delusional. And what I will not allow <laughs> is for anybody to make me feel like I'm in the twilight zone because I know I'm not in the twilight zone. I can pull up my records. I talked to somebody yesterday, somebody's uh, a manager of somebody who is a writer and producer on Renaissance, okay? The record is one of y'all faves. The song was written six years before it got to Beyonce. She got 25% of the song. I've talked to another, another writer who wrote and sang on one of your favorite songs. Credit not right, all kind of shit fucked up. His business still isn't handled. Beyonce was on tour last year with that record, with that person's vocals, all that. I'm not crazy. And here's the thing. The reason why people who work for Beyonce don't talk is because they're all on NDAs. So this video is literally, and you can find it. Mm -hmm. You can find it on Twitter. Find it on Instagram. Twitter probably better because Instagram is not going to play the entire thing. But it's about fifteen minutes uh, long total length. Yeah, yeah. I got some. So, so, so. I feel like having heard that, I feel like this this is the wrong war here. I feel like there's a better war to be fought here than what she's saying. The war, the real war to me is making sure the people that are writing the songs get properly compensated i feel like i feel like that should be the main the main focus if you wrote the song 100% or whatever that you are getting your fair your fair share of profit so this is where it gets dicey because she actually does advocate for songwriters getting paid fairly. Yeah. Uh, that's where all this is literally stemming from. So yeah. this is the war she's fighting. But yeah. at the the same time, um, while she's fighting that, the way the industry is set up and has been set up for so long is that songwriters are most likely the last to get paid if anything don't get paid at all right um yeah that's the, yeah. yeah that's what needs to be solved yeah. yeah and that and that's where she's at but and that's why she's trying to bring uh awareness because of the fact that there's so many songwriters that they write these songs they come up with the lyrics they figure you know melodies that all the nuances and then what happens is that song is given to an artist the artist goes and sings it makes that song a hit right you know you have some people that are arguing with like well nobody would have knew about your song if beyonce didn't have it for example or xyz artist didn't have it right and that doesn't make it okay it's like right. listen if you 
had no point. Like I agree, I agree with her to um, the extent of writers definitely need to get paid. And I think that if you are literally writing the song, you know, you should get paid for coming up with it. However, right. right. Um, I'm also of the mind that if the song is meant for another artist right. and they're singing it, they got to get a cut some kind of way. They got to get paid off. It's not saying right. you shouldn't get paid. You absolutely should. Right. But it is so complex when it comes down to who's getting paid and it sucks because yeah. for one thing, what it really, what it really entails uh, for me, it's, it's almost better when the artist goes directly to the songwriter and is in the studio with them. But you yeah. know, times and schedules, that's not always the case. Right. Do I think that more artists, especially if you are in a genre that allows you to have a songwriter and there's no harm in it, uh, do I think there should be more um, transparency with that? Yes. Do I think you should be able to sit down with a songwriter? If Rob, if Rob is working on a mixtape, if I sit down with Rob as a songwriter, we collaborate, mm-hmm. and then like the song is out there and we're both getting paid, mm-hmm. what's the problem? Because it really should be that simple. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, it's not. Yeah, that's the difference between, you know, you brought up a good point. That's the difference between somebody writing a song with the intention of somebody else singing it compared to I am just re-singing your song. Right. Because And we work out a deal from that. But, okay, so one, she brought this up last year on the R&B Money podcast because I love listening to them. That's Tank and Jay Valentine. Oh, they, they, it's good. And they got into an argument at 34 minutes and 49 seconds about publishing because Jay was trying to explain to her. And her stance is, I don't care if it, well, she didn't say I didn't care. She's like, I get that they're singing the song, but why do they need 10, 15, 20%? 50%. She was like, no, if I, me and like, say, like you said, you and L collaborate on a song. Yeah. And um, for publishing, it might be like, well, you wrote the lyrics, so you'll get a part of the publishing. But L produced the vocals, not vocals, or um, I'm going to mess this up, but you did something with it too. But then what happens is, as the record company sees it, yes, you, provoke, you wrote the lyrics. That's publishing. You get 85%. Whatever L does, he gets a percentage of that. That's why he's getting 15%. But because what she's, but I think Tiffany Riz alluding to, but you're also going to get paid as a performer also. And when you perform the song, she doesn't get a cut of it no matter what, unless she has 100% publishing rights, which then that is something that needs to be worked out in the contract. Because then it's like every time the song is produced, um, if I'm instead of me getting one cent on a penny, I have to take a fraction of a penny. But that means that other fraction of a penny must go to the songwriter. Right. So she like the whole podcast. She talked 34 minutes publishing our board of advisors at an hour and two minutes. NP NNPA. That's what she's talking about. I'm not mad at what she said. I don't think it's the wrong conversation. Um, I think it's the way that she used. I hate to say it. If you're going to go up against Beyonce, if you're going to go up big names like Rihanna, Beyonce, Madonna, Lady Gaga, stick in that category. What she did, in my opinion, that yeah. made her argument not broad dis- sweep. It was a broad sweep, and it's not disingenuous, but it kind of will turn people off from her argument. Zendaya, when's the last song she made? That's the only like I cannot tell you another Zendaya song. If you ask me, I can maybe tell you three. Yeah, but she's been focused on acting, so like that ten percent from replay. That's another thing. Um, she said Seventh Street. Seventh Street is a sing singer songwriter. She does make most of her money songwriting, and she understands the publishing thing. But when you perform that song, you do have to take a like. 
You get what I'm saying? I think the solution here is depending on the salary you make and the salary of the artist that's singing it, there should be, I guess, different bar standards to the compensation. Like, if you're not really a well-known artist out there at all, then maybe the songwriter should get 100%. But then as, you know, as the notoriety as the notoriety goes up, you know what I mean, those percentages can change. But it's like, okay, so let me let's use the idea of a ghostwriter. There's a lot of mainstream authors, authors we love, um who have ghostwriters. Those ghostwriters get paid. So what am I this is where it gets kind of tricky. You have to decide when you go into this industry and get a contract and you say, okay, I'll write a song. In the contract, are you a collaborator or are they paying you a fee for a service? I think a lot of songwriters take a fee for a service, which means they give up all rights. When you're a ghostwriter, you take a fee for the service. You don't have no rights to the royalties, no rights to publishing, no rights to anything. So someone can reproduce that book and it's on the author and the author's um, team to figure out how that money gets split. But if you take um it as a job as a fee but if you say no i'm a collaborator i'm with you on this that means that you have to operate differently and your contract has to be written differently and i think that's the part that no one's really talking about a lot of songwriters are hired given a base fee it gets lost in the nuance yeah and i mean also like i hate to say this but we they talk about this everyone who does creative projects a lot of times creatives don't know the business enough and we and creatives yeah, we just give that. it to you yeah, right yeah. and when you have someone that knows the business whether it's someone that does project management business law contracts whatever and they're like no you're offering a service you pay you're paid a fee or you're going to get paid a contractor or you're going to get um residuals it's just like um movies people have two options you can take the paycheck up front and you have nothing to the residuals which a lot of actors and actresses do or you can say no nah, i'll take a I'll take a decrease in pay if I get residuals on the movie, on the project that we do. Yeah. And that's what I think. Even I think I hate to say it for African-American artists. I think we haven't got to the point where we're like, okay, fine. I'll make $200,000 on this project, but I want 5% residuals from anything you do after this, including um, any type of syndication you do. Yeah, yeah. It's a real shame to me that artists have to have that much business sense. It's like you have to, it's like, it's like why should an artist have to have a business degree? but in order to get justly compensated you know what i mean they do it in science too like a lot of times a lot of stuff scientists have invented insulin penicillin um cancer treatments x-rays when you go down the list of things scientists have contributed to the world most of those scientists do not get any recognition for it and it's the company that gets it because the company will say we pay you a salary and you found it while we paid you the salary we own the rights to it it's like everybody yeah. needs an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, it's uh, a, when it comes to music, because there's so much um, that is going into the creation of a song or album. Because mm-hmm. if you, for example, work with a producer and the contract that y'all have, it's basically, okay, you know, we're going to get paid off of this single uh, together. Like, Sometimes producers might be like, well, you know, if we're collaborating, don't worry about the cost because up front, they could have charged you for that beat. You could have paid it and you could also pay to have that as an exclusive, meaning that that track is literally yours. Right. Like they signed off. You can use it. However, um, that could be one deal that you might have. Now, when it comes to the songwriting, 
if it was just you and that producer, you wrote the song and recorded in the whole nine, you're good to go. Right. Now, when you actually bring in a songwriter who's helping you, that mm-hmm. is going to get is going to get more complicated because now you already have the producer who, depending on what you work out, you got to pay them. Right. right. So if you got that track, you own it, you're good to go. You ain't got to worry about that unless they decide that, hey, I actually want performance rights. Now, you might own that track, but they want the performance rights. If right. they line that up, you're already having to pay them. So when you bring in a songwriter, now that songwriter is like, okay, well, I'm helping you write this song. Right. Now I want royalties off of that too. Right. So every time you perform that song, literally live or whatever, whatever that percentage is, it gets crazy, which is why you'll have some artists that no matter what happens, they're literally like, I'm writing my own song. Right. Because if I have to pay somebody for writing this song, that's more money out their pocket. Right. And, you know, we talked about it before, but when it comes to music, you know, labels are already hitting artists with 360 deals. So artists at this point are going to find ways as much as they can to keep as much money as they can in-house. So I'm not going to lie. I think if you are an upcoming artist, your best bet is to write your own music and never have to go through a songwriter. Right. If you are the type of person you can sing, you're not really good at writing, then you find yourself a songwriter who literally you work with and y'all have a a mutual understanding and build a relationship. Yes. So that way, that music is something that you're constantly making sure they get paid for. Right. Sadly, though... Smokey Robinson. When you're, sadly, (laughs) at that level of uh when you're so back it up when you are literally signed to a label yeah a lot of that stuff goes out the window facts indian yeah. independent artists they can do that they yep. can say hey you know what i could use a songwriter be my personal songwriter we're going to make sure we get played paid right. and when they're in the mix like that they're golden right but yeah. when you're like main when you're literally mainstream you're signed to a label the label by the end of the day will look and say, okay, we own this. Right. We're getting paid off the top. Right. And it pays. Remember it's top to bottom. It it's is. never, yeah. it's never starting with who produced it. Right. They're going to say we own it. It's right. hard to be independent when you're just starting out because it's like, you don't have any money. Right. So you're willing to make these deals because you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to eat. You're but, trying to, you know, right. make sure you have a roof over your head. Right. So it's hard. It's hard. I just want to say, also, I think that's the, that's the part of the nuanced conversation that I feel like is sometimes missed in there because she, she keeps going to the artists and I'm like, all the artists she mentioned are part of labels. If they were independent and I would be 100% with her, like, nah, y'all need to work. Because when I think about it, the, the bank always get their money first. It does not the matter. House. The yeah. house. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we just spent a million dollars on this song. Okay. Oh, yep. We, whatever. And yeah, we're going to give 10% to the artist saying that she was a songwriter, even if they didn't help. Right. That 10%, that artist is only really seeing 1%. That 9% is still going back. So like, that's why I get where she's coming from. I want her to get her money. Yeah. But I also yeah. want like better yeah, there there definitely needs to be there definitely needs to be a better system yeah. uh, for people getting paid industry wise, uh, and just just across the board, uh, because you know when we were looking at this the the strike within the film industry, you know, and of course you know also writers the writer strike, yeah, 
uh, one thing that was not happening was the strike when it came to recording artists. Because when it comes to recording artists, there's definitely a lot of I'm, I, there's definitely a lot that needs to change for people to get paid better, mm-hmm. for people to make sure that they're being paid fairly, to make sure that people's mental health is being taken care of. There's a, music is still the music industry is still far behind. Yeah, when it comes to uh, these topics and things that need to be put out there. And I feel like the problem that I was seeing with um, what she was talking about, what Red was talking about, the problem I saw was the fact that you had a lot of people commenting on what she was talking about without stopping to think of what she's saying. Right. Writers need to be paid. Right. Yeah. And everybody looks at these things outside looking at it, they looked at it with fan optics. Right. And you don't want to do that. You really want to look at this from the standpoint of business. Because if you were a writer, you would want to get paid. If this was your business, you'd want to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Um funny enough, uh when my artist was working on her um her project, which is out now, um, there was a lot of things that I noticed. And this was already kind of emotion before I came on the board. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things she honestly didn't know. So it's been playing that game of, okay, stuff that you need to know because this is how you're getting paid going forward. And you need to know these things because streaming doesn't pay. That's another thing. Streaming is is crap. Yes. Like literally crap. Um. So when it comes to artists getting paid, you have to really, and it's as sad as it is, you really have to learn the business. You have to learn the business so you know when you're being gypped out of money. Yeah. Um, and if you're independent, there's always ways you, of course, can make that money. Uh, you can have different relationships with people to where these things are t- uh, settled. But when she was letting, letting, letting me hear one of the songs, I listened to it and I was like, okay, you could probably be a justice here. You should probably think about that chorus, maybe rework it because this, that, and the third. Now, if she went and did that and came out and said, all right, what about this? I'm like, boom, that's great. Now, I could have at that point said, you know, writing credits, I could have literally said, hey, you know what? When it comes down to it, give me writing credits on that. I really could have. But that's that wasn't that was neither here nor there this was me, me being more of a in the ar perspective than anything so so let me ask you a question what how do you feel about if somebody has like an agent basically take care of all that i think it is fine but you also need to know what your agent is doing like a like an agent that is really looking out for you to get your fair compensation yeah, for your that, work that's again nothing wrong with that but you definitely need to still know what they're doing because it is so easy to give somebody a management role right and say they'll take care of it like booking for example so with 3abp you know we've had people say well usually you know you should have a booking agent we we are booking agents for this all of us we like every decision that comes to with a guest one person's like well i got this person so then everybody else is like okay cool sign off on it yeah because chris has had somebody on the show you've had somebody on the show i've had somebody on the show so we do our own booking now let's say we actually did have somebody that was the booking agent and we 
just step back and says, all right, just let us know when we're going to have somebody on the show. Right. And then we start getting people we never heard of. Right. And also, when we think about it, it might not be a good look. Mm. We need that to. That sounds like a sorry agent then. Right. But <laughs> see, but Ben Shapiro. Oh, gosh. But see, this is why even when you have an agent, you need to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you need to have guidelines because, yes, you want somebody looking out for you. Just like if you got an accountant, just like if you got somebody that looks at your taxes, just like if you had somebody that helps you with investments. They need supervision. The yeah. one the hand, the one hand needs to know what the other hand is doing at yeah. all times. Yeah. You need to have that. And if you don't, that's when it gets dicey because a lot of artists have people in their corner to take care of things so they can focus more on art. Now, if you're an artist manager, artist managers literally are just managing the, your career, um, you know, your music, your travel, and everything like that. They literally are your Swiss army knife for anything you have going on because you as an artist, you focus on music. And, you know, creatives' brains work differently. right? So the business acumen is not always going to be there. It just isn't. It's it's there when you're starting out, but once you've got somebody that you can trust to do these things, you get to focus on other things. Yeah. So it really is, yes, have somebody in your corner that will do that. Also, if you don't have somebody in your corner and you're doing it all your all on your own, take baby steps with what you're doing. Like I can tell you right now, if you're uploading your music to streaming platforms, even though streaming is paying shit well one platform in particular is paying shit um you still when you're getting all that music distributed they literally have it set so you can put in different things like for example uh if you have if you need a upc for your album like right so like if you actually so basically the nice little barcode that helps you register the album oh oh, okay all right and it's more more like a isdn number um and mind you definitely get my terms off right here but uh (laughs) but basically they have different fields for you to catalog your album as well as list who's a songwriter so if you had somebody helping you you can actually put that information you will need that person's information and how they get paid there's a lot of things you can set up on your own so Mm -hmm. you can start and like i said branch out the biggest thing about music and then we're going to move on to another topic if you are releasing music and you are an independent artist start out small some people feel they got to have a manager immediately no you don't need a manager immediately you need a manager once you get to the point of business that you have a lot coming in and you need somebody to delegate it and in some cases i know artists they do their own management they literally are and it's just them and they're fine they literally figured out their own merchandise stream. I know one artist that literally pulled his music off of streaming. Mm-hmm. He sees more money just off of his fan base that he's built mm-hmm. than he sees a lot of money, literally just to kind of give you a picture. He sees more money in a day than what it would take literally in a month of streaming for people to get. Right. He sees that amount of money in a day or That's even a, a week. right there. Right. So the amount of money, and I can just tell you, 16,000 streams on a, a song. 16,000 streams. I'm just going to give you this quick breakdown. Like 10 cents? No, that's the total. 16,000 just off of one track itself. Yeah. 
thirty dollars. That is horrible. That is mm. sixteen thousand streams, and that's one six zero zero zero. Sixteen thousand streams. Mm. Yeah, sixteen thousand. So imagine Not even when you have a million and some streams. Right, right, right. Like, if you are not if you are not touring, <laughs> or you're not selling your own merch, start. If you don't even have to end the funny part about it, uh, shout out to um, somebody that said this, uh, Big Stowe. If you think you can't tour, you can, because a tour literally could be you book. At one show in one city, mm-hmm. you book yourself at another show. Mm-hmm. Boom, tour. Also, yeah. Valentine's, I actually saw a dude that dresses like a Sasquatch, okay, <laughs> play a saxophone. <laughs> if he's out here touring, you can get your fan base up and start touring. <laughs> so, just want to say. And we actually caught his first show of that tour. That's funny. Yeah, I got video. I had to send it to you. You know, when you were starting off, you know, talking about Beyonce, I thought I thought we were going to be talking about how she is now a country music sensation now. Man, look the amount of the amount of articles, and I, and I'm sorry, this is going to be like kind of our shortest one today. Um, this time around, we're gonna we're gonna tie back into that because I listened to the song. Mm-hmm. Both of them are just one. I, I I heard just one. Um, a friend played it when we were on the way um, uh, to uh, Katsukon. Okay. And I listened to it, and I thought it was a bop. I thought it was a bop. I'm like, okay. Like, got you know, hold them. All right. This ain't Texas hold them. I think she was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. That's a bop. I was just watching, uh, um, what is it? Not 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 Good Morning America. Uh, Sunday Morning. Yeah. I was just watching it this morning, and they were showing people all these all these uh, country folk people doing hoedowns to you yeah. know her song to her song, and I was like, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm glad they're they're finally uh, they're finally accepting her to you know expand out, and people are appreciating her music. You know, yeah. so I thought that was a good thing. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But sixteen carriages. Listen now, I wonder if she's going to stick with that, or if if she's going to move on, because it seems like she's trying to hit a quota. March 29th we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, uh, some people free promotion. Beyonce send us money. <laughs> some people are uh, hair care. Some people are alluding that they think this might be her final album. Mm-mm, she has one more, and she has one more on her deal with Columbia Parkwood. How old oh, is okay. Beyonce now? Forty two. 42 this isn't her final album um, but well she had the renaissance is act one act two act three so act one was house music club music it was kind of reclaiming you know a genre that a lot of lgbtq um specifically black lgbtq lgbtq right. individuals have put into because yeah. when you talk house music I had this conversation yesterday. I was like, when you talk house music, EDM, club music, and like New Jersey club with the cookie cowies blowing up right now, people don't necessarily always think black people. They always think, oh, you know, it's, um, what's that DJ out there? Not Calvin Harris, but they think like European. And it's like, no, house music, club music, that whole scene, ballroom scene, 1,000% African-American. That music, 1,000% African-American. Girl, I house you. 
<laughs> Girl, I house Well, wait, are we talking about house music or Baltimore club music? I mean, it's still isn't the same vein ish, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. like in Baltimore, Baltimore clubs been getting sniped for years because that that is all is pop super popular in the UK. Yeah, super popular beat in the UK. With whip. Beat that bitch with whip. Yeah, <laughs> it is right. super. It's super popular. Yeah, and of course. We should be thriving off of that. And we're not. Yeah. 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 And so Act 2 is supposed to be country. There's two songs. There's Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. If you listen to 16 Carriages, she literally talks about, like, the pain she's de- dealing with, not having a childhood, her parents getting divorced, um, what that pressure was to be, like, the breadwinner of the family when you're <coughs> supposed to be a child, when you're supposed to be in your teen, like, just having fun in your life, then having her own children, and she's not seeing them grow up because she's touring and doing this and always working, and then she's like, this is my legacy. Like, you don't get a lot of people say it in the moment. This here is my legacy. Mm-hmm. Why? And that she, she honestly is probably one of her most honest tracks she's produced in a very long time. It's one where you're like, oh, I, oh, 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 girl. That's why when people's like, oh, she needs to sit. Down. Yeah, no, nah, she's doing the, the Magnus, Magnus Opa of, cause I think after the third one, I think if what they're saying in the blogs is true and it's not just random conspiracy theories. Her and Jay-Z are on the road to divorce, which means I think she's trying to show up the last of her money. Allegedly. Allegedly. Several blogs think that they might be in a few, in like not this year, but by 2026. Okay. And she is not quite a billionaire yet. He's a billionaire. She's worth $580 million. And I was like, she also has a residency with, um, that might be coming to Vegas for the Spear for this album. So she is showing up to be a billionaire herself. So when they split, it's a bit. It's not going to be, you know, him having to give up a billion. It's his billion, her billion. She's always kept their finances separate. And I know they signed a prenup. Oh yeah, they got a post up oh. too after that um, cheating incident. Oh, so she gets a certain amount of money for every year she stays after the post up also. But if the if the stuff that just happened to Diddy. Is coming for Jay Z, which is that's what they're saying is coming for him, and his lawyers have been doing a good job keeping it at bay. But a few of them are going through, getting through. I think she's. Why are they? Why are they at odds though? Well, I think it's I, everyone. I think honestly, it's at odds. It's just she's done. She hit that mark. But but why? You, you irreconcilable differences probably uh, if how many times you gotta cheat on me before i say that's enough i can't do this oh he's still cheating we don't, we don't so, know allegedly so don't yeah know. Let, let's let's i i like to move with until we see numerous um sources about you know yeah credible sources credible, credible. Pop right, right, up. right yeah this is all hearsay hearsay, hearsay. rumors speculation which yeah. Anytime we put something on the show, it's because it's out there in the ether. Uh, I, I definitely want to. Keep... But the notion is out there. It is. We can't. Now we we can't stop. What we don't know where that's coming there. from. Again, you know, you raise a good point because it's just like in politics. It's yeah. like somebody says something crazy on Twitter. Yeah. And then somebody believes it. Yeah. And it becomes a thing. Yeah. And then it's like, well, where did you hear that from? The internet. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and we have to be as because again with us, you know, 
we're we're entertainers. We're more entertainers than anything. Right. Uh, and we rarely get in our journalism bag. But when we have to get in that bag, we look at everything yeah, yeah. from okay, yeah. how viable is this? What do we actually see that the person themselves is putting out there? Yeah, that's yeah. what we have to. That's what we have to go off. But with. I wanted to. But I wanted to make the point that as far as Beyonce goes. You know, I hope that if she, if it's her intention to settle down, spend time with her kids, that she gets to do that and does that. Yeah. You know, if that's her intention. Now, I, I mean, if I, you know, I never saw, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to split up. I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. Something just tells me, I don't know what it is. Something I, just tells me they're going to stay together. They might. I, I'm going to be honest. Um. If nothing happened following Lemonade. Lemonade. And 444. Yeah. If nothing happened then, I imagine that's something they are very much trying to work out. Because also, um, this this is the same couple that we just recently saw with the Grammys when Jay got up and made a, you know, made a point about Beyonce not winning. Right. Um. Maybe people do stuff for optics. I don't know. But I feel like if you were going through a potential divorce, that nine times out of ten, you're not seeing at the same spaces. Now, you know, the whole entire time uh, Beyonce was on tour, Jay-Z was there. He was there. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. And so that is what I'm thinking. Like, hey, if anything, until she comes out, says sings a song, it's going to be on that album. Yeah. If, if it's something. But I think if a lawsuit, if there is truly, 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 what I'm I'm hearing on is if they are truly, there's a lawsuit coming for him that is as damning and destructive as what happened to Diddy. That's what I think she is lining her ducks up in a row. I don't think it's a lack of love or lack. I don't want to be here. I think it's I'll be damned. I make all this money and I got to give it away or got to give it up because of you, sir. Hmm. <laughs> I'd be damned if I don't have a legacy to give to my kids because you didn't know how to keep your dick in your pants. So what was the so what's the legacy lawsuit um, type of deal? Right now, what it looks like, what the allegation is, is based off of Tiara Marie. And then that, they said that she's the one that's suing Diddy now. And um, Diddy's um, business partner, Harvey Pierre, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And that, that is in court in New York and because she was underage when it happened and they said that one of the producers is a well-known producer now I have not been able to search through the documents and like look for things so I said allegedly several times allegedly so that is what that might be and they think that the producers is someone that worked with Diddy or and or someone that worked with Tierra Marie before she blew up and there's three possibles because Tierra Marie is from Detroit Michigan right but again, it's very alleged. I don't have enough facts, and we shall see. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how Jay Z ties into that though. T- Jay Z was Tierra Marie's producer on like her first four songs or first few songs with Rockefeller. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> so before we end up getting slapped some kind of NDA our damn selves, yeah. um. <laughs> Allegedly, supposedly, I, we don't know this. This is all <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oof, the internet. Busta Rhymes seemingly in the middle of an incident at French Montana release party. So this was, uh, yeah, this was uh, noted yesterday. Busta Rhymes has been caught on camera arguing with an, another attendee at French Montana's album release party in New York City. Um, this apparently took place on Friday, February 23rd at the Harbor NYC in Harbor, New York City in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Footage was shared by the Shade Room the following day. In the footage, Bussa Bussa appears to be getting in the face of an aspiring rapper from Staten Island named Niz- Nizzle Man. Nizzle appears... I hope I'm saying his name right. Nissel appears to fall down stairs, fall down the stairs, and Buster Rhymes seems to grab his wrist to confront him about something. They talk back and forth in a way that doesn't appear uh, to be friendly, and isn't long before a pack of security guards step between the two men and escort Nizzle Man out of the out of the "Put your hands with my eyes can see" <laughs> rappers section, and it seems to be out of the club. I saw a video. The reason I had to look this up is because I saw this video uh, this morning. Uh, shout out to Rod Digger. That's like, yeah, that wasn't because people were literally saying, hey, that was flip mode in the building. <laughs> and Rod is like, nah, that wasn't flip mode. That might have been conglomerate, but that wasn't flip mode. We was in bed. Yeah, I thought flip uh, mode kind of disbanded. Oh, gosh. Well, oh, listen, people. Anytime I saw, anytime I saw a bus, he always had Spliff with him. Yeah. So as long as I see Spliff, Flip Mode to me is always in the building if Spliff is there. Yeah. But um, I saw this and I was just like, okay, want no parts. And this is why I have a rule where it's like, there's just certain artists I don't exactly want to meet. I can't go ahead and play the audio or the altercation if you want to hear the, the audio. Um, um, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. Oh uh, gosh. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Because why not? Yeah. All right, so All right, so look, basically what we what we're getting this is looks like chaos. Yeah, that's it. Like, so all that doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look pretty. Dude, really was like, dude was on the floor. He was getting picked up. Security's getting in between. Who knows what was being said? I don't know if this was a thing of the artist was at the release party trying to maybe uh talk to french you know say hey check out my music you know yeah one one thing i have noticed about buster rhymes though is there seems to be a pattern of 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 him and just getting into altercations like i feel like there might be like an anger management problem or something going on with him because he always seems to be involved with something in him like every, an outburst or something like every that. Every time, every time a video has gone up, it always seems to be uh, him saying either like I remember the first time I saw a video, it was this woman that shouted out 
um, to him while he was trying to go to the bathroom. It was like, you know, how you just going to ignore all the fans and stuff like that. And he turned around to address it. Um, and he was on his, he was on his way to, you know, he was on his way to the bathroom, but he definitely made time for that. And it was just like, eh, all right. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have, somebody from his team could say, Hey, he's going to the bathroom. Give him a moment. You know? So I don't, don't even care about that because I feel like, yo, he, let the man go to the bathroom. You know, now could he stop and wave? Say, hey, I see y'all, acknowledge y'all. Let me go ahead, handle business, and you know, he had to that. go, right? Like, <laughs> but had, if you gotta, you gotta, go, gotta, go, gotta go, go, you gotta go, right? right? Yeah, like, exactly, you know, exactly. And so that is what it is. Um, there was another time I saw a video. He was talking with uh, somebody. And some fans, somebody was trying to get his attention. Yes. He thought it was rude because it's like, hey, you see me having a, a conversation. Why are you, you know, being rude and trying to interrupt? And then right. that looks like that was about to be something where somebody got the ass whooped. Right. Um, I made at that point, I just made it uh, my rule of thumb that if I ever run in the, in the bus, it's like, hey, how you doing? OK, cool. Like, because yeah. I want no problems. <laughs> I remember I remember watching somebody. He was at like he was at a, a high school or something. People were freestyling and like somebody like he was listening to he was listening to like this up and coming artist like freestyling and all that stuff. And then but then somebody was like in his ear trying to get at him and bus just put him on the wall just slammed him on one and said, respect, you will respect me. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my word. Yeah. I feel like when he's, when he's anywhere, if he's like, his mentality is like, hey, if you see somebody talking to me, you wait a minute. Like, undivided attention. Like, yeah. I, now I will get that. Like, if I'm talking with somebody, you come yeah. up and you're in, you're like trying to interrupt it's like okay now pause you saw me talking to somebody please wait your turn yeah i don't think i need to turn around and be like you know (laughs) shake them up like what are you doing yeah um that's me personally i try to acknowledge people especially when i see somebody coming up it's like hey how you doing give me a moment right you know because you might be having a conversation that's really important at that moment and you want to give your time and attention to that person you're talking but to. But at least have the decency in you to see me or feeding my daughter and not come and speak to me. I don't know you and know I don't owe you a motherfucking anything. Yo, like... <laughs> uh, and, and that's also the part of the problem is because there's times where I'm like, okay, that's justified. Because a lot of people feel they're entitled to artists. Um... And it's just it's it's just stupid. Well, people's IQ goes down when you're a fan. You know what I mean. When you're a fan, or as or or as people are, are now the making the distinction of Stan. You know what I mean. Right. You're not worried about the artist's privacy or whatever activity they're doing. They are simply an object of you to try and take anything you can from them just right. like you know beetle mania when the beatles were there and there is like oh my god it's John and you know they're they're like ripping off pieces of clothing so they can say that they have a piece of the artist you know what i mean oh that is there's no there's no there's no logical sense. it is pure emotion and just wanting to have something of them you know what i mean yeah i won't wash this hand forever i actually <laughs> saw in real time uh, with the concert that I went to again, uh, shout out to Sack Squatch. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he did this thing where he decided that he was going to go uh, into the crowd while playing the saxophone. Mm-hmm. And there was one person that followed behind him and they had like their camera phone. They had fallen behind. And, you know, they actually touched him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, you know, in a nice way, he kind of was like, hey, bro, like, okay, cool. But, you know, don't, don't touch, touch me. It. Yeah. And so this is why you have a lot of artists that they are guarded that, you know, and of course, you know, security because fans forget that moment, you know, they, they're not thinking about personal space. And my thing is if a total stranger came up to you and said, Oh, Hey, I really like that shirt. And they touch a shirt. You're going to look at them. Like, I'm about to break your hand, right? Like, you're not going to sit what there. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, thanks. No, you're going to be very concerned at this point. Yeah. So, I I feel like Bus has this bad luck where he's just always calling the camera being aggressive. And it's, it's just, it, it sucks. It's like just a... Bad look. I feel like he's made, he he he's very sensitive to it though. Because I mean, I feel like all artists get this type of treatment. It's not just it's not just bus. Yeah, but yeah, and but in this particular case too, because um, you're right, a lot of artists do uh, get this treatment. Because there was a, I think there was another video with this man at one point where somebody was trying to pitch their music. Bus wasn't interested. They kept trying, and then. You know, they got annoyed enough that Bus was like, okay, you know what? I'm done. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people people don't know how to act, you know. And it, it's, it happens enough time that after a while, you just be ready to knock a motherfucker out. <laughs> you know, not justifying it, but look, uh, wrapping this story up, yo, if y'all meet y'all favorite artists, be cool. Be cool. I mean, yeah. Just the last thing they want cool. is somebody fanning out on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't know you. They, they they're glad you like their music. Trust me, they appreciate it. But be cool. Mm-hmm. If, if I ever met my favorite artist, I would just be straight with this. Like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, you know I really love your music and and it's made a difference in my life. So I just wanted to say thank you, and I would keep it at that. You know what? This is such a great segue because I've been meaning to talk about this art. Uh, I, we talked about him, but mm-hmm. I mean, stuff came up. Oh. So um, I woke up this morning to another article about um, that dimensions of a particular artist, Uh-oh. Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> now, there's a couple things going on with Freddie. Now, first and foremost, I actually met Freddie Gibbs mm-hmm. when I was flying back from florida like i had i when i landed uh i was it was at bwi i just grabbed my bags and i'm walking to you know head out so i could you know get in the car and i look and i see this very tall dude like walking past and i was like wait what i was like yo gibbs you know right and like and he was like i think i might say I might actually say Gangsta Gibbs. I don't remember if I said Gangsta oh Gibbs or Freddie Gibbs, but like, we going to respond to either one. But he's like, hey, what's up, brother? And I was like, hey, I'm a fan. You know, keep doing what you do. But like, <laughs> see him. And it was like, okay, cool. And I went on about my business. Right. Right. Also, I was like, just at the same time, like, shit, I didn't know there was a show tonight. Now look, oh shit, there's a show tonight. <laughs> I wasn't going. But like, I was tired. I was tired. Yeah, like, that- 
if I don't know about your your joint ahead of time, nah. Because honestly, I would have did some cool ass shit like, yeah, fly back into town and then I go to a concert tonight. Right. We ain't doing that. No. I'm tired. I was on the plane. I'm tired of being on the plane. I was carrying a lightsaber. Yeah, that reminds so, me of when I yeah. was saying from a few episodes before when I saw Royce the Five Nine coming out of Royal Farms Chicken. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh no, well, well, no. I saw him. I, I saw him use use the bathroom, and then I saw him walking out. But it was like a fifty fifty thing because you know whenever you see Royce, he he always has those sunglasses on, so right. you don't really see like his face face. So right, it's right. like, is that? Should I take a chance on this, or just, or or just let him be? And I was like, you know what? Nah, there's. Why would he be here? There's, there's, there's you no know, reason he'd depending be here. depending on what it was, it could have been when um him and uh Premier had the Prime album, so that could have been it. This was like a year or two ago. Oh wow, yeah, that, then that's different. He just was in town. Um, sadly though, <laughs> reason bringing Freddie Gibbs because one. I'm a fan of Dude's music, so I will say that. But JPEG Mafia is not a fan. And um, the article is JPEG Mafia takes aim at Freddie Gibbs. There's nothing gangster about you. Uh-oh. Uh, now, he's gone in on Freddie Gibbs after shading him last month, though the cause behind the, their animosity uh, remains unclear. This is according to Hip Hop DX. Mm-hmm. Both artists worked on Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign's Vultures 1 album and were in Italy for the listening party. On Friday, JPEG went to went on social media to drag the Indiana native while they were both posted up at the same hotel. JPEG Mafia says, never got shot at and did nothing. Never got beat up. Never spread my ass online. Baby got no dick dent. I guess I'm gangster now. He he began in a series of since deleted tweets. I wish people would stop deleting tweets. If you're going to have, if you're going to go on the tirade, let it rock. Just let it rock. Because again, people watching you are going to catch it like this. He then goes on to say, and we at the same hotel. He's like, oh gosh. So I ain't going to have this article uh, have me right off uh, like the last time. And then it just gets really weird. So he's like, yeah, they were basically at the same hotel. He continues. He's like, he's dressed like a cult member, not a gang member. Where's the gangster shit? Why your daddy a cop? Why your baby got dick dent? Mind you, the whole entire time I'm hearing this, I'm like, the fuck is dick dent? And I had to think about it because of freddie gibbs ex you know who he has a child with and i was like and if you know about his ex basically she's a porn star Mm. yeah which we're gonna get into that because let me tell you nothing nothing oh gosh i'm gonna keep going we're gonna loop back what spawned the shots though oh well that is like they said in the article they're not sure why there's this animosity remains unclear but um, you know, dude literally is going in. He's like, Why your baby got dick dent? Who's really corny? You a gang member? And then he's like, You know what? When you got a cop for a dad, it negates the gangster stuff that you say, right? And then he goes on, he's like, I'm gonna call you um he he was all in one. He's like, I'm gonna call you dead dad and make him arrest your ass. A little later, like uh Gibbs actually shared a meal he was eating and quoted with um you know, dude quoted with like, but where in the hotel are you? Spread dick. Spread Rick. 
So like, yeah, Gibbs was just minding his business. He shares a meal and JPEG jumps on it, quoting that tweet. It's like, yeah, but where are you? So soon after, you know, Gibbs uh, respond. He's like, you know, I need my haters to work harder. <laughs> um, And then after that, that's when JPEG later came back and he was like, you know what? It's Gibbs I'm talking about. And he called him a pussy. So it's a lot that it's a it's a lot with that energy. I didn't even know JPEG was somebody that uh couldn't stand Gibbs. I like I know Gibbs definitely there's beef with Benny and know about that. Yeah. But then there's JPEG Mafia. Also, um the Spreadrick uh name that JPEG uses a nickname that online users gave to Freddie. After a photo went up of his ass cheeks being spread. Mm. And this was by his ex. Now, the reason that that popped up is because Gibbs has a new lady posted up with the new lady. Yeah. And the ex felt some type of way. Now, there's history with that because she said that when they were going through it, she was like, you know, blocking the person that has a photo, you spread your ass cheeks is crazy. Now the heat that that came from is because they were dating. She, um, she got pregnant and he seemingly ghosted her. Oh, so that's where all that animosity started. Okay. So when he posted his new picture, of course, later was brand new lady and like, Hey, your soulmate and all this stuff. She felt some kind of way. And that picture hit online and it hit online on Valentine's Day. Um, so Gibbs took this in stride, though, mm-hmm. and he actually laughed about it and used it to promote some new shit that he's got coming with Netflix. Not going to lie. That's the best way to the to, to, to flip it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's it it's it's just it's just wild. It's just wild. Um it's crazy because I've been wanting to kind of talk about uh, what's been happening with Gibbs as a late. Like we already knew the uh, the situation with Benny the Butcher. Somebody was asking Benny in the interview if you know him and Gibbs could squash that. He was like, "Nah," because I'd be looking crazy if I did. Right. And then, of course, February fourteenth, Valentine's hits, and it's like, "Oh, hey, you know, here's some more shit." I mean, but Gibbs is taking it in stride. Um, really we, sad we about the tracks. Well, you know, speaking of tracks, his ex actually made a diss track. Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all, you know what? You maybe we'll play that. In the, we'll play that on the next episode, the Friday I, night. We'll we'll talk. Like I, I'm, I because part of me doesn't even want to part of me is like i don't want to subject nobody to it i did read some of the, i did read some of the lyrics you know mm-hmm. and it's like okay not not scathing it's not mariah carey obsession level but might be something there i don't know it gets the job done well she's she's we gotta see how scathing it is all i know is that if there's anything that i think is fucked up it is the fact that you have a child and yeah. you know 
or you're told you got a child on the way and you ghost the person. So I understand why she did what she did. But the argument that also hit around that time was too, if it was the other way around, because essentially there's like, yo, this is revenge porn, yo. Right. Like if it was the other way around, you know, Gibbs did something like that. People be going off. Now mm-hmm. she's a porn star. You can't offend the porn star by going ahead and showing the world what she was doing on camera behind the scenes. Yeah, you're just she, marketing. Yeah. 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 yeah, she ain't going to do nothing but pop in that OnlyFans link. Yeah, you want to see more? Yeah. <laughs> um. So when JPEG is like, you know, why, you know, why your baby got addicted? I was like, okay, first of all, leave the child out of this. Yes. All right, let's not do that. That's the first thing. Um, and also to like, yes, you see porn stars have a life outside of porn. Mm-hmm. They have families. Yeah. It's not that may not be for everybody, but respect the fact that they got a family. Yeah. You know, yeah. leave it leave it alone. I, I that that's the biggest thing. Family's always been kind of the area where it's just like why even, you know, why are you even going there? Is it is it even worth your time, you know? Why are you making that big of a deal out of it? Well, <sighs> You know how that's how people that's how people like to get down, man. Do we have time? Do we have time to uh, talk about Ben Benzino? So we do have time to talk about Benzino because that is another thing that happened where I'm honestly I in actually, confusion. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually saw part of the interview that he did on. Uh, I think it's called Diverse Mentality. Are you familiar? No, but so it's a so it's a pod, yeah, yeah. It's a podcast with a host that he was on, and which he's basically done a complete one eighty. Uh, but I take it with a super grain of salt because he was like hella drunk when he was saying all this. But if you listen to it, I'm sure you might have heard part of it. Now he's now he's completely backtracked, saying, "Look." I love Eminem. I got no, I I got no problem with Eminem now. So that's so he was on that part. I don't, I don't know why I thought he was on Drink Champs with that. Maybe well, he was on Drink Champs maybe, before. Maybe he then... was. I, I think he did both. You know what? You know. You know what? You're right. He was on. He was on both podcasts, and okay. it might have been Drink Champs. Yeah, you're right. It was Drink Champs where he was kind of like gushing, saying, "Oh yeah, Eminem is fine." You know, I, you know, I got, I got no hate towards him. If I saw him, I'd give him a hug. Yeah, like, so, yeah, so Atlanta Blackstar got the article uh, Mm -hmm. six hours ago. Benzino has drunken breakdown while discussing Eminem. Thinks Detroit rapper can uh, help fix racism. What? During Drink Champs interview. Stop getting drunk, Benzino. Oh, my God. Stop getting drunk. No, no, so, so, what, okay, so, let me, let me, let me ask this question. What version of Benzino are we going to get tomorrow? Because, first of all, you get tired of the, the, the Eminem comes back at you after waiting for, like, 20 million years like M likes to do. You get mad, you get in the studio, you fire back. You did tell people you wrote those bars, you don't have no ghostwriter. You still don't business, you actually had a verse you actually had a verse that was like oh god damn this is right up there with machine gun kelly because i'm gonna tell you right now the the only people that i've ever seen this eminem that i honestly i was like ooh, okay okay that's something to be proud of yes yeah, sure. that's something to be proud of mariah carey i yes. said it i said it because come on y'all we ain't got that but that many this is going against eminem yeah um 
I will definitely put Pace Vaughn up there because that that made that made me look like wait a minute what's going on right. Machine Gun Kelly because listen if nothing else I like Machine Gun Kelly saying let's talk about it I'm yeah, like yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah, okay okay alright I see the energy okay no problem and then Benzino and I was like yo you going okay you going in. You going in? I will. I will give it to you. Then you what turn around. To the cultural appropriation. You like, remember with that? And remember you, when you said that? He's how you, culture how you going to say you stand on business and then kick the box from under yourself? Like, because yeah. he hustles backwards. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. You no, no. And then you're no. Listen, listen. Just tell me you were drinking Hennessy because you love everybody. Everybody loves everybody after drinking Hennessy. Yeah. Hennessy will have you like, you know what? You just shot me in the foot last week, nigga. <laughs> but we cool now, bro. <laughs> we cool now. Because oh. you's, you's a real motherfucker. No, no. I said so, it before, I think, on the last episode. All you have to do to uh, in order to squash this whole thing and make it clear is just say, you know what? I, you know what? You should have gotten five mics in the source back then. My bad. That's all. Just go That's ahead. It. No, at, the, at this point, please stop. Please stop. Because anything M does now, now it's a photo op. yo, because anything M does now is like watching a UFC fight where the person's already on the ground, and you just go up and straight kick that person square in their face while they lying on the ground. Because that's exactly what M is going to fucking do, yeah. and he doesn't even have to that's go good, in hard. That's a good description. Like with like like people that just fall down on their own in that like back stance. Waiting for you to stomp on them, yo! It's like it's like Benzino. It's like Benzino just walked in with a sock that had like a bunch of like doorbells or some shit in it, and then said, "You know what? You know what would be fun to do on air? I'm just going to clock myself in the head and then do it." Like, and also too, how you know what? This is why Drink Champ stays looking like ops. I said it because how y'all just be letting people get on? Like y'all really let people get on the show? No. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like Nori, be you know what? Nori do can't do no, no, no. Why do you think we're talking about it now, though? I, listen, look. From now on, from now on, y'all don't let Nori sit there and drink too. Because Nori, I need you to be full and center, bro. Because every single time somebody come on your show, you got the liquor, they got the liquor. It's one big giant ass drunk uncle kind of a fucking station. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is somebody realized they said a whole bunch of stupid shit while the cameras rolling, and all y'all got the cameras rolling. Rolling the fucked up, cause y'all got that. You know what? I ain't even mad y'all, cause y'all know y'all gotta pay bills, bitch. I get it. Yeah. I fucking get it. Yeah. This is stupid though. No, no, no. You can't come with a hard ass body track like that and then turn around and start crying, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if Eminem rolls up and pistol whip you, are you going to sit there and like I don't want no problems with Eminem? He just pistol whipped you lyrically. He got it. He had time to go ahead and make a. He wasn't even taking you seriously when he kicked that disc, and then you get serious, and then you're going to backtrack. That's a bitch move he don't even have to make a track now i'm mad yeah. i'm mad no what the fuck the M- fuck eminem eminem don't even if y'all ain't getting in the goddamn ring to finally settle this shit shut the fuck up because yeah, really. you're crying yeah. you, you get looking up and eminem don't even have to respond now he doesn't he doesn't because all he gotta do is post a clip oh that's all he gotta do is share a clip eminem is right now somewhere laughing his ass off yeah Cause he ain't gonna do nothing but say, mm, "Yeah, you know what? I shouldn't kick my enemies while they down." Die well, give me that beat. Yeah, <laughs> come on, dude. No, what part of the game is? Th- 
<laughs> I'm tired of you hip hop niggas. I'm going back to like. I, I mean, you know, look, look. Why can't y'all take a, a page out of Benny's book? Take a page out of Benny's book. I'm gonna go listen to Benny Butcher today just because, like, because like he and I quote. If I were to go ahead and accept the apology of squash it, people would be looking at me like I'm crazy. So yeah. you have all this beef, you know, you got all this beef with Eminem, and then you're saying you don't have beef. I need you to pick what's it. Either you turn around, mm-hmm. either you turn around and say, you know what? You know what? I got, I don't want no more problems with you. Right. And you stop talking about M. If right. M comes out with another disc, just leave it. Cause M is only responding every single time you respond. That is what he's doing. Yeah. Now, if he continues to turn to break you across the curl, the coals, mm-hmm. you're not even rapping like that, dude. Mm-hmm. Just let, just let it be. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, um, even though it wasn't rap, I have to say when Joe button went on his rant, on the podcast about Eminem and he was hitting those gunshots every single time. That's the best diss track we ever going to get from Joe towards Eminem. But I actually listen, I listened to that shit twice. (laughs) Cause he was just like, I was like, damn, that pad is getting work. But y'all, I, I was thinking about you when I saw that and I was just like, it was such a sad story too. Cause I was like, yo, how you up here crying, dude? He had just yeah yeah he had built up so much momentum too you know what I mean he, it's he, like oh because like, he like came out of nowhere and it and it he was came out of nowhere like, and okay and that's how you write a diss that is how you write a diss that's how you write a diss and he showed up and my thing about this is now though it's like you can't go back and and the most he can say right now y'all I was drunk. Nah, because you know what? Alcohol is the most Thomas Truth serum there is. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> uh, um, Eminem said it best when he was like, you know, off one of my favorite diss tracks, Nailing the Coffin, when he was like talking about I owe him. Bitch, owe me. I'm promoting you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. If it, if it, we if, would not know most uh, pe- like people that are not in the game that are that are not privy to hip hop would not know who Benzino is if it wasn't for Eminem. The only reason I know Benzino is because if you read a source, if you read any article on the source and who wrote it, oftentimes you would see Benzino's name somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you were outside of hip hop, you may not know, but at some point you came across the name. Yeah, yeah. loving hip hop didn't do him well. No, um, you know, moving on, and then we can get to the most silliest thing and then wrap it up, right. uh, real quick. Uh, Slum Village is actually teasing a new album since 2015. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Slum v- Village has released a string of singles and solo projects since their last uh, all-new material album, uh, 2015, which is called Yes. So they actually already actually put out a new uh, LP. And they did an interview with Ambrosia for Heads uh, that actually got published yesterday. And they talked about their latest track request, as well as wrapping up the full uh, next full-length record, which they say will be called Fun. Uh, the group released a compilation of early work called Volume Zero not long after Yes. Request is a record that basically came together in a motel room. 
uh, like before a sound check in LA, T3 said. And the main thing we were trying to do was just catch a vibe with the album and get back to having fun, which is why they titled the album Fun. And it started, it started with the beat. And from there, we was just drinking and kicking it. And the record just started coming together. And before you knew it, it was done. And then we left, uh, sound check, went back to Detroit and mixed the record. So, I am honestly happy to see we're getting something uh, new from Slum Village. Uh, I still maintain that one of my favorite tracks from them of all time is uh, Fall in Love because of the fact that um, that was a, a track that you did not actually see on a lot of albums when it got reprinted. Now, of course, for anybody familiar with Slum Village, Slum Village has definitely had their share of woes. Uh, throughout the years, um, mm. you know, losing, uh, you know, Jay Dilla for one, um, and Batten, Batten, which uh, was another member. Uh, Slum Village just, you know, kept going. So I'm actually really happy to see that uh, they are releasing some new music. And, you know, definitely <laughs> when it comes out, hey, you know, we're going to play it. We, yeah. We're going to play it. Uh, just Absolutely. Usually- Usually how we get down. Also, uh, because we're getting away from a lot of this month, uh, rest in peace to New Jabez, rest in peace to Jay Dilla. Um, absolutely, if you listen to our new Patreon episode, uh, you would most likely hear some um, New Jabez playing. And definitely we got to get some Dilla in there. But um, Have you checked yeah. out those um, those other Dilla beats I, I, I uh, sent you? Yes, yes. Uh, I the just, track libs. Yes. I actually like I actually like uh paying attention to how Trap Lib uh breaks those down. And then I actually like to turn around and go listen to a couple uh Dilla tracks. Yeah. Uh, just period cuz I got a ton of freaking albums and I definitely got a lot of Dilla. Um so best believe, best believe. Um so craziness and then I think I think we'll get out of here. Um so Trump releases his own sneaker. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. So and somebody was like, they're like nine grand, right? Like, so, didn't somebody pay nine grand? Somebody for paid it? nine. Yeah, this is the article I was trying to pull up. Pull up, but good old uh, New York Times is like, no, we need a subscription. But I uh, got it on my phone. Yeah, somebody paid over nine thousand some dollars. Uh, f- yeah, for the sneakers. Uh, and um, it's that, in true Trump fashion, though, because they're tacky. They're very tacky, just kind of like his <laughs> his whole lifestyle. You know well, what I mean? If it makes you if it makes you feel any better, uh, his first stop at uh, sneaker con in Philadelphia, um, they were booing him. They were uh, booing him. Actually, uh, oh, I think I heard that. No, well, to be fair, and I shouldn't even do this, but to be fair, it was like a combination of cheers and boos. But you can definitely hear the boos. I'm going with the boos. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going with the boos. Yeah. Uh, he he comes up. He's like sneakerheads, just sneakerheads, right? Does everybody in the room consider themselves a sneakerhead? Trump said in a short speech to an unusual crowd that was divided between chanting and booing at him. Now, okay. All right. Now, <laughs> of course, NBC, because uh, you know anybody else. Yeah, they were booing. We had no chairs. Yeah. Uh, the event was supposed to be part of unveiling of the latest Trump merchandise. Uh, the gold never surrender high top sneakers selling for $399, which were already listed as sold out online 
and the Victory Forty Seven fragrances at ninety nine. Wait, we gotta wait. We can smell like them now too. Oh gosh! Also available in Red Wave and two hundred dollars. <laughs> Potus 45 shoes. Trump himself actually took the stage holding a pair of high top sneakers, but his five minute remarks in heavily, a heavily democratic city were sometimes barely able to be heard as members of the diverse young crowd were consistently screaming and chanting throughout many booed and chatted and chanted at him. Others attempted to drown them out with anti Joe Biden and <laughs> USA chants. This is this, a, this a slightly different audience than I'm used to, but I love this audience. Trump said struggling to get through, his speech he attempted to divert the attention by acknowledging his supporters in the crowd and even bringing one of them a woman up to the stage where she talked about how much she loves trump because she said he is a christian family man oh gosh uh they're after him for no reason go vote trump she said to the booze and some cheers oh my hey, gosh yo, hey, this yo. is hey, yo this i got the mess. red waves yo i got the red waves Listen, when when y'all sent me the article, when y'all sent me the article about him releasing sneakers, I said, "Oh, he's trying to go after the sneakerheads." Um, this is the this they're this solid gold. Like like the ones I saw were like solid gold looking. They're solid gold, but they have uh, the American flag trim, so it's red, white, and blue with the stars being, of course, gold. Um, who? Who yeah. would who would buy them? Apparently that that person and uh, that person well, uh, that dropped nine thousand so, dollars on them. Yeah, it, well, who? What non MAGA fan is going to buy them? Because nobody looks good in that. I don't care if they were Biden sneakers. I'd be saying the same thing. They're yeah, just I, they're just ugly to me. I, I like I like I like sneaker culture. Uh, I have I, I like getting pairs. Now I'm not knee deep in it like some are. But I like buying sneakers that, you know, of course, look fresh. Chris, like Chris just found What's something. Up? Trump sneakers, the Red Souls Risk Louis Vuitton trademark infringement. What? <laughs> Bloomberg News two days ago. So it wasn't even his. Yeah, because that you can't put red. Like, red is trademarked by Louis Vuitton. You, you, you put red at the bottom of your shoes and it's and you say it's yours they'll sue you they're like trademark infringement um trump sneakers red soles risk louis baton trademark infringement louis baton <laughs> may weigh brand protection potential backlash luxury brand previously battled eve saint laurent over the mark luxury brand christian louis baton faces a dilemma over how to address the former pres- president's new red bottom sneakers challenge trump in risk pot- political charge backlash or sit idly by and endanger the trademark protection of his iconic red souls <laughs> this is from bloomberg law news bloomberg law uh, news dot bloomberg law dot com oh my gosh what and you know i don't even think he should be sued over that but it's still funny to me yep it's um because the whole thing of owning like i don't like that to me is unreasonable just because you put a red color on the bottom of your shoe that you're infringing on somebody it, putting a color on a certain part of the shoe. But it's your brand. So this is what well, Louis Vuitton is a brand. Like when you think, think red bottoms, you know, it's Louis Vuitton. Even if it's a fake Louis Vuitton, you know, 
Oh, it's a knockoff. Are we saying? Are we saying particularly the heel? Like so? The, no, they do it on all their shoes. Anything that is no, a, but where is it though? Oh, his foot is on the sole at the bottom. Oh, on the sole. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it is so specifically on the sole. If you have it there, then you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not just anyway. It has to be on the sole. Okay. And right. the question really is whether or not the brand, from the business perspective and from and for, uh, from a communication perspective, should go charging him. Oh, excuse me. With trademark infringement, the company calculus, calculus is made more complicated by the political ramifications and the potential business consequences of losing the intellectual property rights to what may be the biggest asset. So, if they go after him and lose, they can't say that they are trademarked. Louis Vuitton's with the red sole, but if they go after him and win, they might. Um, what's the word? Um, I can't think of it. Oh, why is my brain malfunctioning? Um, they could lose a part of that clientele. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, and even get, their trademark number is three million three hundred sixty-one five hundred ninety-seven, covering a lacquered red sole on footwear for women's high fashion designer was registered in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in two thousand eight. The company has used this design since nineteen ninety-two, according to the, to the registration. You know, I'm just tired of him anyway. I'm just... I I never like thinking about him when we do this show anyway, so... Understand, but 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 the, but the sneaker thing though that did that did definitely warrant. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like the fact that the the fact that he he's got a lot going on right now. It's like. I think the last thing you need to be doing that's what is I was, coming out with a damn sneaker, yeah, sir. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. Really? Just, like, you, I, I don't know how many lawsuits he has, but my focus would be on staying out of prison, you know? You that know, would, that, if he that wants would be to, my priority. If he, yeah, yeah, but if he wants to focus on the sneaker, hey, go focus on the sneaker. Don't worry about that that lawsuit stuff. No, honestly, no, no, he no, needs. No, 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 honestly, stuff. he needs Twitter back. Like this, Truth Social ain't doing it for him. He needs. <laughs> he needs to. He needs to make amends with. Uh, with uh um what's uh, musty. uh I Elon he did. Musk. musty oh he did i think he did one second if he did all right well if he did then he needs to jump back on because nobody's gonna listen your base is not on truth so like they are on truth social social but you're gonna reach more people on twitter he needs to he needs to fire that back up again yeah according to the ap news trump returns to the site formerly known as twitter post his mugshot shortly he's been back on twitter since august of 2023 oh Okay. Yeah. How come we don't hear about his tweets anymore? Because he still goes to True Social. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's different now though. Because like back then, it was like everything he tweeted, you heard about. So from 2020 till his the end of his presidency in 20, no, from 2016 to the end of his president presidency in 2020, um, every tweet he did is, um. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, that's right. It's a it, it's an official presidential statement. It, yes, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Last time, um, but the last time he tweeted was 24 August 24th. But every everything after that, he hasn't tweeted since. It's all on True Social. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he um, yeah. just because 
he's getting money in that into that too. He's playing that game of keep it on truth social because if people really want to hear me, they'll come to truth. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's an easy money grab for him. Um, unlike some people that they don't have their own platform, they're going to use Twitter. Right. Uh, so to be honest, smart play on his part, you know. But <laughs> shoes. Uh oh gosh. Would you wear them? Hell no. I, yeah, what? No, no, no. Like, no. No. Well, like, no. Let's say. Just no. No. The fact that. No. You can't even ask that jokingly. No. Like, let's like, say they were LeBrons. Like, no, those things like are ugly. Those are ugly. You know they're ugly. You know they're ugly, sir. Like, why why, why are you playing in my face right now? Why are you playing in my face right now? Come on, man. Come on, son. What about, what about you, Chris? Come on, son. <laughs> Come on! You should see you should, the, the, the face she's giving me right now. <laughs> Listen, hold up. First of all, no blood on the table until we get no the tablecloth. I'll take him outside to another zip code. Not no better than she's that. ready to fight. I just me. like to say, I just like just to now. say that at 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 one fifty seven p.m. On the 25th, I'm joking. I'm joking. L- Lorenzo was nowhere near the crime scene. Saw nothing. <laughs> Saw nothing. You would have thought Recused I just insulted him. her like her mama, I mean, you, like her you, entire family. I mean, you are asking a question. You know the answer to. You just, like, no. I nobody mean, look, on this. I don't have, look, look, I'm going to tell no, you right no, now. No, if anybody fine. ever shows up to this show. Wearing those sneakers, <laughs> you are banned. Oh my god, you are banned from recording. You are banned from recording, minute, and you are required. I no, I thought you were the person that was always like, Oh, see, you're trying to speak for everybody. Why can't you just let people be great? <laughs> Why can't you just let people wear what they want to wear, huh? huh? I, I oh, make it I, oh, 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 so Rob, huh? what you're trying to tell me is you low key want to buy some of them sneakers, is what you're trying no, to oh, oh. Oh, question. I said anybody. I okay, okay. I said anybody on this show, oh and you gosh. got a goddamn nerve talking about because you are always trying to police somebody. So the one time I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't get to wear those type of sneakers on this show. Like, okay, fine. I won't say. On Chris, behalf Chris, of the Chris, fashion Chris, police, Chris, you are under Chris, arrest. I got a question. I got a question. Hey, I had to mute him because hey. I'm gonna get this question off. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get, <laughs> get this question off. <laughs> Yeah. It ain't even connected. <laughs> I would get this question off. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. What do you think? Do you think that anybody amongst this this show here, anybody on this show, uh-huh. should be allowed to wear those sneakers? I plead the fifth. <laughs> no. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay. We came so, full all right. circle. All right. From all, right. The all right. Fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah. To yeah. our audience. Yeah. Oh gosh. If you think Big Rub should be able to come in rocking those sneakers, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. Um, yeah. I'm- we want to hear from you. Oh my gosh. You see. You see. You have to stop policing people. Okay. Yeah, the world, the uh, the world according to L. Uh huh. Listen, the only yeah. okay. See, I see, I see. We're gonna have this fight, man. All right, so let's take, let's take this, let's put this back into perspective here. Since you were sitting here talking about I 
always say let people live how they want to live mm-hmm. you're the one that always comes up talking about how people should eat what they should eat what they should not be allowed to eat and that's when i would say let people live their life rob they are eating food okay but you want to police oh, their food oh, choices oh, okay. all right all right so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. fine if you want to go there if you want to go there yes for once i actually jumped on the stance where i was like oh no we cool up until this point that actually was where i draw the line and i say mm-hmm. amongst the show our listeners if y'all decide y'all want to go and give trump 400 of your dollars to wear those shoes so be it that's on you live your life i'm talking specifically amongst the members that come in to record the three abp <laughs> episode that is chris that is big rob that is renzo i said if any one of us shows up wearing those shoes is banned i don't plan on wearing these shoes but obviously rob since you are making a big stink of it and you are trying to use this as a point of contention to come at me fine big rob go and get the shoes that you apparently want in fact audience if you actually happen to be a supporter but you like to hate listen to us why don't you raise money so you can actually send big rob these shoes because i actually want to so, see this because i don't think any of our listeners actually would support wearing those shoes and you know what so, i hope they come at you like the whole peloton so thing look, i hope reason, they come at you the reason i brought this this whole thing up is because i you know i've never really paid that much attention to fashion so it was kind of a litmus oh. test you know it was, it was kind of a litmus test to make sure that i wasn't crazy and thinking uh, uh, that these shoes were ugly no, because ugly. i'm not you know what i mean i'm not on the runway here they, you know they, they they they're, they're ugly and they also support a in my opinion <laughs> not a decent person not a decent no, person. Not a decent, not a decent person. Now, I actually on the Patreon episode said, you know what? I got my hill. And my hill is I, I order stuff from Amazon. And my hill also might be like, y'all may not like Johnny Depp. And I know that Rihanna had him as a model. But let me tell you, that loungewear Rihanna got is comfortable. And I was like, if y'all hate Rihanna, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on that hill. That's my hill. <laughs> oh. But at least I can say, at least I can say it's Rihanna and not dump. Okay, so here you are stirring the pot and you decide, oh, L, L, you won't let people live the way they live. I said amongst the show, sir. (laughs) I said amongst the show, us. We got rules and guidelines. <laughs> Just like I won't let you come in. Yo, oh gosh. You come in the studio. You know what? We are never getting sponsored because this man right here. That's how we are. You know, I can't. You know, this, might, can't. this might be a good time to leave the people. And then he wants to lead the people with something. I just want to say only go shoes I support are Omega, Omega Sci-Fi. That's it. That's the only ones. Oh, the Q's. Yeah. They got to. Not all of them. They're weird. Moving on. <sighs> And it's gold boots, gold Timberland boots at that. Make make America angry again. You know what? This will be the first time we did the damn near two hour fucking episode, but y'all not getting an episode next week, so here we go. Oh my gosh. Okay, you got the floor again. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I was trying to segue, but I didn't know. Yeah, no, no, if no, you, you had can't. anything else to, to, to add? <laughs> no, to no, that, no, but, okay. no. Go okay. ahead. Um. So 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 people, right now, I've been dealing with some. You know, I've been dealing with a lot of uh, personal, you know, struggles, and it just 
it really reminded me that no matter what, you have to pursue your goals and your dreams. Right now, you could be going through something like I am that is really, you know, you know, it really weighs on you. It really, it really bears on you. But you have to always stay focused on what's important. That doesn't, you know, you might have an entire day where you do nothing, and that's okay. It, but as long as you have the path to your goal set, you can set little mini goals for yourself that you can meet in order to reach your final destination. But don't give up on it, no matter what. Am I saying that you're going to be super rich and have a mansion in the hills? No, but as long as you, it is yours. And that is something that is precious, okay? Just having that alone will get you through a lot. As long as you, but, but you, but you can't give up on it, no matter what. It's important. It doesn't even have to be important to everybody else. Some people may not even see your vision, and that's okay. As long as you see it, that is what is important. So hold on to that. Keep the faith. Keep moving forward. It may not, you know what I mean. You know, you know it. You know it's cliche when they say, you know, it does. It doesn't always call when you come, but it's always on. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. It may not happen when you want it to happen, but it will happen when it, when the time is right. When that point is, I don't know, but just but don't give up on it because it is important. It is precious. It is sacred, and you are all wonderful people. Keep going at it. Well said. Beautiful. Well said. Well said. Um. Well said. You can't wear them goddamn shoes. Hey, hey, hey man, come on. Come on. No, nah, it ain't no come on. You picked the wrong time to actually try to argue that. Like, I saw what you was trying to do, but that 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 wasn't. But I'm right on this one. I am right on this one. You can't okay. hold you can't hold a double standard. I'm just saying. Oh. You can't. Oh, okay. So you know something? I'm glad we having this. <laughs> I'm glad we are having this out so I can go ahead and tell you what's going to happen for the rest of the foreseeable year on 3ABP. Why do I feel because like my the, father is, is is handing down a punishment to me? Oh because I decided late last year that I would not do anything to stir the pot like old episodes. I would not fire shots at Rob when I felt like he always fired shots at me and then decided to get him back on the episode. Okay. I used to just go ahead, leave it alone. And, you know, for a long time, there was peace. Even to where Big Rob himself noticed, was like, there's a un, there's a, a calm peace. Like, they, for some reason, we haven't been going, like, back and forth. There's, there's no animosity. There's nothing like that whatsoever. It has been a real chill peaceful episode we have a discussion we exchange points i don't take shots at rob he's not taking shots at me right right and it seems like that tree so you went th- up so in you smoke f- and burned in the house fire today so you feel so you feel as though i'm taking a shot at you D- did you did you not sit here and mock me and say oh 
Yeah, right. you can't po- be policing. I mean, we saw it in 4K. I All mean, right, well, look, you know what? You know what? No, 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 no. Because I am a big, I'm a big proponent of evolving. Okay, uh, you know, I'm I'm speaking about myself here, about evolving who we are as people. So you know, what? I will, I will, I, I will retract and say that I was, uh, I was speaking Being out petty. of anger. I will, you know, I'm, you know, anger. I, I, you know, I, I was I was bringing okay. up I was bringing up old emotions that I had from the past and bringing it to the present. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, hmm? oh. I will lay myself down. Okay, the twenty twenty four wars have begun. Yeah, I I am I am crucifying myself. Okay, we going to continue this on the Jesus the might have episode. been a Pisces. We're going to continue this on next episode. 3ABP. I'm one of your hosts. Renzo. Big Rob signing off. It's me, Chris. Bye. <laughs>